0: We all go to the edge of the mountain, but we're all holding hands. If one person falls, we grab them. And if we all fall, then we all go down together. But if we all win, we all we're still holding hands. So that's when I started to realize I have to believe in myself and that my techniques work because my techniques are built on building teams.
1: Welcome to the second season of the Modern Hotelier, the fastest growing hospitality podcast. Both hosts were named top 100 most powerful people in hospitality and voted fourth most popular podcast by the International Hospitality Institute. Each episode, will get to know an industry expert and we'll discuss the latest trends in hospitality to help you, The Modern Hotelier. Welcome to The Modern Hotelier. I'm your host, David Malilli.
2: I'm your co-host, Steve Karen. And I'm the producer, John Boomhoffer.
0: And I'm your guest, Anthony Melcurry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there we go. We have on Anthony Melcurry coming back for a second time. A little background about Anthony, if you don't know him. He started his hospitality career working at the Embassy Suites in Overland Park, Kansas, and he worked his way up to becoming one of the most successful GMs in New York City. And in 2012, he landed a deal with the Travel Channel, where he hosted nine seasons of Hotel Impossible. During that time, he discovered the five steps that allow him to show up for himself and for the hotels and owners in which he served. He used these five steps to come help hoteliers turn around their establishments. Author of Show Up. Welcome back to the show, Anthony Curry. How are you? Good, Anthony. How are you?
0: Steve, who's your co-host?
2: Oh, we all know David. We know David.
0: (laughs) Hi, David. I'm Anthony. Nice to meet you.
2: (laughs) So, Anthony, thank you for coming back on the show. We're excited to talk about your new book, Show Up. What inspired you to to write Show Up, and what was the process like?
0: Well, David inspires me for all things, so it was David's inspiration. Just watching him do everything wrong made me want to do everything right. No, just kidding. Me and David have been friends for 30 years, and he's he's one of my dearest friends. But um, what inspired me to do the book was, it's just something I wanted to do for a long time, and David always said, you don't have a book, you should have a book. Just like when I had a Honda Accord, he goes, you can't drive a Honda Accord. You need a nicer car than that. So I listened to everything David says. And um, so I started writing the book. And the process was excruciating because I started 10 years ago. It was a different book. And it was actually called Get Your Head Out of Your Ass. But then people told me I shouldn't, I shouldn't start with that book. So we changed the title. And I worked with a gentleman named John Walcott. And John actually was my co-writer. I wrote every word because I basically spoke every word and he wrote them down and really helped me format the book. So the process was excruciating because it took me really 10 years. And then about two years ago when I met John, it really helped me. And um, we kind of changed it several times. And basically, you know, it's it's my voice. If So if you know me personally, you know that it's my voice and it's the way I live my life. And Really kind of, I guess what's stuck in my psyche is all the things that maybe didn't go well early in my career because I don't really talk too much about Hotel Impossible or even my last 10 years. I talk a lot about my former years in the uh, industry and formative years, I should say, the Air Force, college a little bit, and, um, and my first couple of gigs in the city. And um, through that, I realized the five words that I usually use has really helped me be successful. And the one that I use the most probably, and what I think we should all, especially in these times, is durability. So I just basically wrote stories and each story is showing how I use that word throughout my career.
1: All right. So in the beginning of the book, you talk about defining who you are and what you want. When was that for you?
0: I still, honestly, I think we're all still developing and all still finding ourselves and still, uh, you know, learning about ourselves. But I would say, my first real success of something that was very big struggle was the Algonquin hotel. And as we started to really turn that around and build a team, I started to realize that although my methods are pretty straightforward, it's my commitment to the team and my commitment to the goal. We're going to win. Like I don't understand any other words. So we're going to win. It's going to be hard. So my philosophy of, we all go to the edge of the mountain, but we're all holding hands. If one person falls, we grab them. And if we all fall, then we all go down together. But if we all win, we all, we're all still holding hands. So that's when I started to realize I have to believe in myself and that my techniques work because my techniques are built on building teams. It's not It's, it's not for me. It's not for accolades. It's not for look at me, look at me. It's like, let's take that young person that's never done anything and let's give them a tremendous amount of responsibility and let's see if they're able to do it. You know, I promoted a part-time union member to director of housekeeping ever was out of my mind. It was the best thing I've ever done. So I guess my techniques and my belief in people. And I, I think um, a friend of mine, David says I read a room faster than anybody else. So I think trusting those instincts uh, started to really say, well, maybe I have something.
1: So take us through the, the, the five steps. Take us through each one and how you came up with those.
0: Well, I'll read them first for you and I'll go through each one of you. It's consistency, it's flexibility, it's uh, durability, authenticity, and relevancy. And each one in one conversation or in one hotel project or anything, any interaction, you can use all five words, you can use one. So I think if you're not relevant, so let's start with that. If you're not relevant, no one's going to listen to you. So you've got it. You can be relevant in media, PR, podcasting, TV, books. That's one way of being relevant. Or you can be relevant to your staff, where you do what you say you're going to do. You you remember their birthday. You do have a touchstone with them wh- when it's appropriate for them that you're not always bothering them. You're not always on top of them, but you're relevant to them because oh, it's kind of like a kid. Like as they grow up into an adult, they'll call you you're still relevant to them but they're not going to call you all the time maybe not as much as you want them to call you so being rele- uh, relevant i think is critical and consistency and i think everybody can understand what consistency is especially in the hotel especially in your behavior if you're not consistent people can't rely on you and if people don't rely on you especially in today's uh technology driven world they're going to rely on somebody else or something else and flexibility you know whether flexibility be it where you're flexible in changing your 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 idea, or whether it be flexible in creating an environment where everyone could could participate. So I always say, if you're if you're not flexible, you break. So early on, I don't know if I was as flexible. I wasn't flexible, and now I'm very flexible because if you don't, you you won't be successful. So again, these are all basic things that we all use sometimes. But right. every one of them has got to be used 100% in its, its pure form. You can't be flexible for your benefit. You have to be flexible for both benefits. So if you're just flexible for your benefit, you're not going to win in the long run. Durability. We all get kicked into you-know-what. We've all had struggles. We've all had challenges. And it's that durability to not know how to stop. You know, we've all, we've all been down. And um, if, you st- if you stop, that's a problem. So I think my durability has been my, has been my number one thing
2: that I've relied on,
0: even when I don't know what the hell I'm doing. It's like, if I just get up, put my pants on and walk out of the house, I think I'll be okay.
2: I love that. I love that. And, you know, in the last third of the book, you talk about putting those five steps into action. When in your life have you put those five steps into action? And has there been a time where you maybe wish you would have put those five steps into action?
0: Well, I think it's a daily basis. And uh, yeah, the answer is, of course. And I, I didn't mention authenticity. I think authenticity is really when people, if someone describes me that knowing me for a long time, I think the first thing they would say is authentic. And so I started really, especially when I was writing the book, I started really kind of pushing into authenticity. And when I wanted to say something, I said, ah, I don't want to say that because maybe it'll be construed incorrectly. But then it's like, if I'm not authentic, you know, one of the reasons people hire me or the reason, you know, people want to work with me is because they know where they stand all the time. So I think authenticity has been a, a big part of my career. But in the beginning of my career, I think it got me in a lot of trouble because maybe I was talking when I should have been listening. But yeah, all, all five of them. You use them, David uses them, they all use them. Everybody has their own words and their own philosophies. These are mine, and these are what worked for me. You know, but at the end of the day, shutting off the noise. And not looking at everybody's um, TikTok life and Instagram life and Facebook life. Stop. And, and I actually block people that I respect and I admire, because I have friends. Some have airplanes. Some have yachts. Some have bigger TV shows. Some people, whatever. And I was like, you know what? I love them. I respect them. I don't need to see the. I don't need to see the noise. I need to see what I'm working on and what I'm focused on. Because because you start. Doing as it, oh, how do I take a shortcut to that? And I don't want that. So that, why am I looking at that? So I look at things that that help me, and, and sometimes I just look at TikTok to make me laugh because I need I need a good laugh. But I think people, and I think we all say this, um, and I think we all see see it, is people are becoming less human because they're all looking at other people.
1: You know, for people are listening or watching. You know, I think what's important to realize is that this really isn't a hotel book. This is more a book about life and about business and about your own person. And so having said that and having read the book, you know, what advice would you give listeners in general just to, to show up? What would you kind of, if you had one thing to, you know, kind of give that elevator pitch on showing up, what would you tell people?
0: Make sure you have your stuff together. Make sure you're okay with yourself. Make sure that you know what you're capable of doing, where you can push yourself, and what you won't accept in life. You know, when we walk into a meeting or we walk into a, a friendship or whatever it is, we, sometimes we don't know what we'll accept. You have to know what you'll accept so, you don't, so you'll know what you won't accept. So I think in life, whether it be your business, your interviewing, and you really want this job because it's good money. But you know what? It's a little further from my house. And you know what? The boss wasn't really nice in the interview. And, you know, my office really isn't that nice. But the money's really, really good. I'm going to figure it out. No, nah, you probably won't. You'll probably get there within six, six weeks, six months and be miserable because the commute's too long. Your boss is an asshole. And you just you start to become miserable. So know what you want. And don't lie to yourself. You know, don't lie for what you really, really want in life. So I think a lot of people jump into something because it's cool. I mean, how many people have watched something on Instagram or TikTok, went out of their way, waited an hour online for something, and then you have a bagel and it's terrible. I didn't wait online, but this big thing that's on TikTok, everybody's saying it's great. I happened to be there. It was early in the morning. I went in for a bagel. It It was a bagel. But somehow they charged me $33 for lox and cream cheese with a bagel and it was a bagel i could have got that bagel anywhere so my point being is don't believe the hype trust yourself and it sucks sometimes it sucks hard sometimes and that's when you have to really rely on your five steps whatever your five steps are, don't do my five steps but you have to have five steps you know and um you know if, if i have to say one of the people i admire is david because david believes in people and he trusts people he trusts people a lot more than i trust people And, you know, that's something that works for him. And, you know, maybe it won't work for somebody else. But, you know, for David, his relationship, he's the best relationship builder I've ever met. And so we all got to find ourselves. Don't look at mine. Don't read my book and say, I'm going to do exactly what Anthony says. Because, you know, but really what I want to write the book for is you're the most important person in the room.
2: I love that. I love that. Well, Anthony, this was great. Thanks for hopping on quick. We're done with our part, but our producer, John, has been listening in. So he's going to wrap up here with one final question.
0: What's up, John? What's up? How you doing? Good, my friend.
1: Good. I, I really like, you know, the part where you say, don't sweat the small stuff, obsess over the small stuff. Because, you know, there's the saying that the way you do some things or one thing is the way you do everything. I know that's really important you know, when you were in a hotel and doing all those, but I just want to hear kind of your perspective on that. Cause I think too often people have that mentality. don't with the small stuff.
0: I'm going to let David kind of fill, fill us in on this. What happens when I walk into a room, David, how quickly do I say something? And then I immediately obsess over that one little thing, obsess about it and go, no, no, David, no, David, no, David, trust me. And then six months later, three months later, a year later, it comes out to, to the other side because I'm obsessing about that one little thing.
1: Well, the best story is it not only with people, but with process. So I had a meeting with Anthony. We were sitting in the lobby of the Algonquin and I could kind of tell he really wasn't listening to me, but what he was listening to was the phone ringing that nobody was picking up at the front desk. And he actually said, excuse me one second. And he actually went over to the front desk, leaned over, picked up the phone and answered it and then hung it up. So what's unique about you is that with not only people, but in situations, you'll see stuff. And it's kind of that curse of being a GM where you'll see the wallpaper peeling or you'll see the scuff. You talked about the scuffs on the bottom of the floor. You'll see the little CERN, the, the shoes had to be shined the right way. So it's with you and with your philosophy, it's it's twofold. It's reading the person. But when you say read a room, people usually think it's just reading the person or the people in the room. But he's actually reading the physical room along with the people.
0: And and I think I just kind of figured out the other day when I was talking to somebody, I have OCD, right? And it's not like, Oh, I have OCD. Like I really have OCD. And so it's been a real struggle for me growing up There's Sometimes I couldn't even leave my house. I never really spoke about it. And I've really figured out ways of dealing with my OCD and I'm getting much better and I can function. Right. But the reason I love the hotel business and I just realized this the other day And the reason I'm process driven is because when everything's right, I'm comfortable when I'm in a room and David's been with me a hundred times where I, if I'm in a room and it's comfortable, I'm the happiest person in the world. Like there's a new show that we are coming out with called hotel all stars. And I was watching a rough cut last night and it's the breakers hotel. And the producer said you were so like on and so adamant and so intense and I said, because I was really comfortable. I was in one of the best hotels in the world and everything was done right. So I was so passionate about it. So it, if I don't have the things the right way and everything is kind of lined up the right way, it's really hard for me to emotionally function. It's I think because of my OCD. And I just realized that the other day. So that's why I like beautiful hotels. So yeah, when I say obsessed about it, it and if I'm talking to David and here I am the GM and I'm hanging out with my friend and probably having a drink but a guest can't get the person at the front desk, or maybe the guest needs a blow dryer, and they're leaving for a meeting, and they, and they don't have a blow dryer. and Nobody answered the phone. You know, I'm enjoying myself, but the person that's paying three to five hundred dollars a night for the room is not enjoying themselves. So that's that. Then I'm a fraud. Then I'm not. Then I'm not being authentic to to my mission. Then I'm a fraud. That David's more important than a phone call, and you know, David's not that important. All
1: right, so. That wraps it up this has been ex- super exciting for you know for Steve and John and myself it's the first time we've ever interviewed a missile pilot who's written a book so that's very <laughs> exciting and uh, tell us where we can find the book Anthony and how people can can purchase it
0: you can you can go to anthony com. find it you can go to my website or you can go to Amazon you know you didn't call it a best I'm really disappointed.
1: I, I knew you would say it, so that's why I didn't say it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we were very fortunate. We got Best Seller on Amazon. And um, it's listen, it's just about the way, the way I go about my business. Sometimes I fail. Sometimes I succeed. In the end of the day, you know, we're, all, we're all trying to do the same thing.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. I'm sure we're going to have you on in the future. I hope to see you very soon. And uh, thank you. Appreciate yeah, it. You
0: seem really excited to have me.
1: Well, we had a little bit of technical difficulty, but we're good.
2: (laughs) See you later. Bye. You made it to the end of The Modern Hotelier. Thanks for listening. The Modern Hotelier is produced by Make More Media. Make sure to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube or follow wherever you get your podcasts. If you know of a guest or sponsor that would be a good fit, feel free to email us at hello at themodernhotelier.com. Thanks and have a great day.